What's up, fill in the blank fam? Don't y'all want to go on a vacation? Because me and Kayla do. We certainly do. So we're trying to get the whole fam together and we're trying to go to either Bali or Tulum or Costa Rica, whatever really y'all are feeling. If you guys don't mind, go to our bio and click on the survey, fill it out. If you guys want to go on a nice little vacation with us at the end of this year, because we're really trying to get the fam together. Squad, let's go out of town. Okay, you guys. Catch you. <laughs> Catch you soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another week at Feel in the Blank Podcast. What's up? What's up? Pew, pew, pew. How are you doing, Ayana? I'm doing great. How are you doing, honey? I'm good. You know, I got a new haircut. Love the that hair for you. Gone. I am a- it looks good. Thank you. I really love it. I've been craving to get scissor happy again. So we really went there this that. time. Yeah. I, I actually feel that. I'm I'm feeling the scissor happy thing. But I'm also just going through this phase where I give up on my curly hair and I, I'm really just feeling the straight hair now. So I'm freaking the reason dumb. for me to grow it out was for my curly hair so I can get it healthy again. But I'm like, honestly, I don't care. That's how I feel. I literally don't care. That's the thing. I don't care yeah. anymore. And I'm tired of trying to pretend like I care because I just feel like I was a natural girl before the girls were natural girls. And so I've been doing this. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I feel like I deserve my phase to fry and dye you my do. hair. Fry it. Girl, fry it. A little sizzle ain't never hurt nobody. Girl, I be in the mirror like... You see a little sizzle. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. And I really want everybody to release these uh, ideas that everybody has to wear their hair natural all the time. It's just like, can we please release that, guys? You know, I will say, though, I really appreciated the phase of where people became obsessed with like mm -hmm. natural hair and wearing their natural curls, because before that, I didn't even know how to wear my natural curls before the, the movement started. And then yeah. when I started seeing all this, this uh, information or just like started watching YouTube videos of like how people are doing their natural hair, I started to learn how to do my own curls. And I, it made me really appreciate my curls but now yeah. I'm in a phase where I'm like well been there done that I know how to do it if I want to do it I just don't want to do it that's how I feel I just I I think that more than anything and I know that this this comment might make people mad but it's just quite honestly the truth is I'm tired of giving 12 year 12 year old like I I just can't with the with the natural hair and it, that, I know that people are like, take it back. My natural hair does go with outfits, but no, 
It it doesn't. Not for me. Some people do look good though. Some people look really they good do. with their natural hair. I think for me who already looks like a 12 year old boy from the bottom down, I mean, from my chin down, like I just, I have to be careful. And then like how you feel about natural hair is how I feel about like long hair. I'm like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. I look like that's kind of how I feel most of the time. I, yeah. I like my hair like shoulder length, but anything longer than that, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm not doing that. That's what I'm coming to acceptance of at this point. I just think that when my hair is above the shoulders, that's when I feel like my prettiest self. Like when it's long, it is pretty yeah. like, but it's just, I don't know. It's just something about when it gets long that I just get overwhelmed and I'm like, I need to cut it off. It needs to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very lazy person when it comes to my hair. So yeah, let's start there. Yeah. No, that's also a fact. I've been putting it back in that tired ponytail for months now. So now I don't even have the option. That's how you know it's time for a change. Yeah. Yes, very much so. That's how you know it's time for a change for real. Because all you, you're like, wow, I haven't worn my hair down. I haven't tried anything new. I haven't, like, it's just been this beautiful ponytail. Ponytail or fry it. No in between. I vote fry it. All right, Kayla. Well, you want to introduce the topic because it was your idea. It was my idea, was but it? you're the. It was kind of my idea, but you're the expert. I was just kind of like <sighs> brought it up. I kind of just like brought it up just because, and I was like, "Oh, this would be fun" because we like to do these type of like deep dives into who we are from quizzes and stuff. So yeah. today we're going to talk about the enneagram. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. So um, do you want to explain? Because I know that what you did. What the Enneagram your... is? Yes. Explain oh, the yeah. whole thing, the background of what it is. Yeah. So the reason why, uh, so I'll try my best to explain, but uh, I went through a full ADHD hyper-focus mode when Kayla introduced this and I was like, ooh, I'm about to take this test. And then I started reading all the background information of what an Enneagram is and how to understand all the stuff. So I'll do my best to like explain everything in layman's terms. But the Enneagram uh, basically describes the diagram um which is supposed to describe like your personality type. So the way that the diet, okay, first of all, I would highly recommend if if you're listening right now to take this test. And so you can actually have something to reference and, and mm-hmm. understand. So the way yeah. that the diagram looks like it's a perfect circle um, and it has one through nine numbers all around the circle, like a clock. Um, they're evenly spread out. So it's like one through four on one side, eight through five on one side and nine right at the top. Then there's like a, a equilateral triangle in the middle and then all of these uh, lines connecting the numbers, straight lines connecting the numbers. It's hard to explain, but nonetheless, that's what it looked like. If you look at a picture, you'll get what I'm trying to what I'm talking about. So each of the numbers are associated with a specific personality type. Um, The idea is you don't change your personality type. You're kind of born uh, with innate temperaments. And uh, up to the age of five, you start to learn like different adaptability techniques. And this kind of forms what your personality is. Um, And so through that, if you take the test, it'll assign you a specific number. Now you get a number and then you also get what they call a wing, which is uh, basically your second highest number that you're also associated with. So it's like a supporting personality type with your dominant personality type. But um, the, wing, the wing will always be the number that's like 
either higher or lower than your top number. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, whatever your wing is, is adjacent to the number type that you're associated with. For example, I'm a uh, I'm a five. So mine is either five wing four or five wing six. Um, and when you take the test, you can see or try to figure out what your wing is based off of what your scores are. Um, OK, let's see. How do I? OK, a couple of things about the Enneagram before we really get into it is, again, number one, your personality type does not change. You're you have one basic personality type and that's it. The personality types are pretty universal. So no personality type is uh, inherently masculine or feminine. Um, another thing is, is. Uh, although you have given been given a specific type, you will fluctuate between healthy, average or unhealthy traits within that type. And what's good about the test is that it'll tell you what you look like in all three of those phases. And you're not stuck in one of those phases. It depends on what season you're in, but it'll tell you what your what behaviors you may be exhibiting or perspectives you may have if you are a healthy or average or unhealthy five or two or yeah. seven, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see what else. There's something else. Okay. Another thing. Um, no type, no type is inherently better or worse than the other. Uh, every single personality type has their own unique assets and liabilities, but I will say that depending on what the type is, I, I culturally, I feel like some types are more desirable than others. Um, for example, Alex is a type, I think he's a eight or a three, one of them, either way, a three, he's a three, uh, three, I'll read it later, but threes are, are, they're, they're like really like go-getters. They're like, you know, super charismatic people. I feel like people would see that and be like, oh, I want to be more like that type. The idea though, is you learn what your type is. You learn what your, uh, strengths and weaknesses are, and, uh, you have unique, things to you specifically. You're not supposed to try to become an another, imitate another type. The idea is to become your ideal best self. And that's the point of taking the test. So you can learn more about yourself or the people that you love and kind of, you know, see in what ways you can utilize the, the test. Okay. Next we can get into... <laughs> I'm like teaching a session over here. Y'all, I promise you, we'll start talking about our actual personality, but I want you guys to get a feel for like what the Enneagram actually is. Okay. Next, we can talk about the instinctive centers. Um, The instinctive centers are uh, these three centers labeled literally instinctive center, the feeling center, and then the thinking center. Each center consists of three different personality types. If you look at the, the diagram itself, it's split into like a... A little triangle thing. So uh, mm-hmm. eight, nine, and one are in the instinctive centers. Two, three, and four are in the feeling center. And then five, six, seven are in the thinking center. What that means is that, for example, two, threes, and fours typically lead with their feelings, while five, six, and seven lead with their mind, and eight, nine, and one lead with their instincts. So that'll also give you a feel for like where you are. And then there's also the dominant emotion of each center. So two, threes and fours lead with shame, five, six and seven lead with fear, and then eight, nine and one lead with anger or rage, Um, which is actually also very accurate because, uh, Kayla, we talked about the fact that we both lead with shame. Mm -hmm. Not the best. Um, best. Okay. And then uh, last but not least, we can get into... uh, Oh, we've already talked about the wings. Again, the wing complements your personality. Um, 
it's uh, sometimes very different than your your original, your basic type. Like mine, mines are very different. Fives and fours are completely different because they one's are. a thinker, one's a feeler. But um, that just goes to show like my personality is pretty split. I'm a heavy thinker and a heavy, heavy feeler. Um, so we've already discussed that. Okay. And then last but not least, finally, we can get into the good stuff. Uh, last but not least, there's the direction of growth and stress. So what this is, is you'll notice in the diagram, um, there are arrows. This explains the lines in, in, the, in the circle, but there are arrows kind of going from uh, in a specific order. So it goes from one to four, four to two, two to eight, eight to five, five to seven, seven to one, and then it starts all over. So the idea of that is like uh, one to four is uh, the direction of stress. So if you're a one and when you're stressed, you could behave like a unhealthy or average four. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And now let's say you're a four, the opposite direction, you could act like a a uh, healthy or average one. So depending on the direct, so you see what I mean? The direction of the arrow again, guys, if you see this diagram, it'll make sense. Um, so now we can get into the good stuff. Um, Kayla, you are a type two. I am with, with a three wing. Mm-hmm. And it looks like right now because, uh, four, wait, hold on. Because, uh, is it eight or is it, Eight or four. So four is your is your second highest number, which means at the moment you're also displaying a lot of uh, healthy traits of a four because you're in a growth mindset. um, You look a lot like a four sometimes. I definitely agree. I think I I give off four energy because fours are the individualists. They're the ones that are like woe is me. Nobody gets it. I need to be so different in the world so that nobody can be like me. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is one of my biggest challenges. And it always has been because it's actually not a, uh uh-oh, it's actually not a bad thing though, Kayla. You're, you're, you're taking on all the healthy traits of a four. What are the the unhealthy ones? Okay. I I can tell Let me see. Two... Sorry, do you want to talk a little bit more about your stuff so I can look this up? Oh, yeah, I will. Okay, so with me being a type two, that is the helper, like we talked about. So um, it says the main thing, the first like couple lines that it says is the type twos exemplifies the desire to feel love, to connect with others in a heartfelt way and to be a source of benevolence and love in our world. Twos are easily the most people oriented of the Enneagram types. And this is the part that's very interesting. You be quiet. <laughs> um, so, it's it's interesting to me because of the fact that like I am people oriented, like I care about people, and I feel like connection with people is such a major part of what I do. But like I'm also very like that's where the four comes in, and I think that that's why they're scored so closely because my type two I scored a twenty three, but for type four I scored a twenty one, and. Mm-hmm. Type fours are typically not people type people. Like they don't want to be around people for real. They want to be alone. They want to be just like, mm, like kind of emo. Like I'm in the not corner emo. somewhere. No, no that's kind of how they, de- I was looking up uh, different stuff about how they describe fours and they were saying They're how. Loners. 
Yeah, they're kind of loners. And I definitely go into that mode a lot, which is why I think I'm scored so closely. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay, the last things I'm going to share about the two, uh, they focus on relationship and feel best about themselves when they are meaningfully engaged with others. They want to share the good in their lives and genuinely enjoy supporting others with their attention and care. And yeah, that, that is about me. Um, but I think that I've definitely, maybe why it says that I am exemplifying like the healthy versions of a four is because Mm -hmm. I feel like I've learned how to balance that out because that is definitely like the people pleaser aspect where I can like engage a little too much with people and try to give too much of myself. And I feel like now I understand boundaries a lot better where I'm able to say, oh, nope, time for me to kind of like go in my shell a little bit and kind of back off and be alone when needed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then also you're in this shift right now where your career is changing and um, also fours are known to be uh, pretty romantic too. They like romanticize things. So maybe (laughs) like with your new marriage and stuff, like it's just like shifting where you're thinking a lot like a four, although of course your basic is still a two. You know, I think I've always been that way though. Like I've, I feel like if anything is balanced out more now that I had, I, mm-hmm. I said that like once I got in a really healthy relationship, I kind of calmed down over on my over romanticizing things because I didn't really need to. Like before I got in a healthy relationship, everything was like, oh my gosh, like I'm such a hopeless romantic. I would sit and watch videos on YouTube of people getting married and just cry. And Aww. yeah, like I don't do that type of stuff anymore. I'd be like, oh, that's so beautiful. That's great. Like, so, you know, that's, so that's nice. That's yeah. Nice. Okay. That's beautiful. Uh, so it says here when twos are healthy and in balance, they really are loving, helpful, generous, and considerate people. That's I'm working beautiful. on the generous part. Generosity is really difficult because it 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 um it entails like releasing something of your own. I think that's that's hard to do, especially as for only children. <laughs> Man, I think that that's the thing that kind of like that kind of uh stops me from feeling fully related with the two because I definitely have sometimes I go into modes where I'm like I could extend myself a little bit more here but I really don't feel like it I'm just not going to I'm I mean, gonna back that's, fair. that's yeah fair. I don't think so there's I think, anything wrong with that but that's and I think that that's also me being the recovering people pleaser where it's like mm-hmm just over committing yourself to stuff. And then you're like, damn, why did I say that I was going to do that? And why did I say yeah. yes to that? And I, I don't want to do that at all. Like just being overcommittal and saying that you'll be there for people when you haven't really shown up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my, my types are, uh, my two highest are four and five, which is why I know I'm a five wing four. I thought at first, like I may be a four wing five, but the reason why I know that's not true is because of my other higher scores. Um, so my, uh, let's see, four wing five, the other high score that I have is a seven, mm-hmm. which mean the, pl- which means the place that I'm in right now. What this is, is the, that? Oh, the enthusiast. Yeah. So this is kind of bad, but it's because if you look at the relationship of five to seven, it's actually, um, that means I'm in the, in a period of stress. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's not, cause if you, again, if you look at the direction of the arrows, 
Yeah. It'll tell you exactly where you are. So it means I'm in, in a um, in a state of stress right now, which makes sense to a degree because I'm in a new relationship and it's just bringing up a lot of new things for me. Um, yeah. So I'm doing a lot of wait, adaptability and adjusting. Let me let me make sure I understand this. So like mm-hmm. from your number, right? When you're mm-hmm. talking about the integration. So like my yeah. number right now for integration is six. And then I have the two different numbers going like three for stress and nine for growth. Um, so, see, I mean, the two different two. numbers. Yeah. So you're a two. So either you'll, you're whichever's highest between a four and an eight will tell you if you're either in a stress or growth period. Mine are three and nine. Well, that's nine. not. So that, so three is so high because three is your wing. Nine has nothing to do. So you'll find a little bit of yourself in all of the personality traits, but nine isn't even associated with you. Not for real. Really? You just uh, tested high enough to to have some traits of a nine, but it's not associated yeah. with your personality. Because nine is in my top four. Yeah, no, it's not. It, it's not really associated. You just pay attention to the ones that are related to your basic type. Oh, okay, like the top three ones. Well, the top ones that are associated with the type itself. So you're a type oh, two. Type so the two. only ones. Yeah, so the only ones that could be associated with you are either a one, a three, um, a eight, or a four. Because you see, those are the ones that are, you you count the ones that are adjacent to your number, which would be one mm-hmm. and three. And then mm-hmm. you count the numbers that are connected via the lines, which is four and eight. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm it's a little complicated, which is why, y'all, I'm telling you, you got to take this test. And when I you're listening, driving around, look at this. <laughs> driving like, like, like wings. Three and then to the, <laughs> the seven. Y'all, I'm telling you, you got to look at the diagram. It helps. <laughs> How can one grow and integrate in your Enneagram? So the thing is, is uh, the way, okay, the way that you use this tool is you first identify exactly where you think that you are. And you can tell by taking the test, of course, and seeing what the highest numbers are. And uh, the good thing about it is it'll also tell you what level of development you're in. So it'll tell you whether you're in a healthy, average or an unhealthy level. Again, you'll fluctuate throughout depending on what's going on in your life and what season you're in. But this is a really good tool to kind of utilize identifying where you are and then seeing where you could possibly go. Also, it's really good at helping you pinpoint what your strengths and weaknesses are. I know when people ask me, Ayana, what are your strengths and weaknesses? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't, I, or at least I can't put them into words to know what the top ones are. But like reading this, I know some of my my weaknesses are like when I get overwhelmed, I retreat, I withdraw, and I isolate. Also, mm-hmm. I know my strengths are I'm very good at being present. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very good at uh, using my mind and being very intellectual and kind of uh, just you know learning things and then being able to teach them. But other than that. <laughs> Like it just helps you with things like that. And so that's how you use this tool. It's not, and to help you better understand the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool since we all took it like, well, us two, I don't know if Ariel and Asia got a chance to take it, but since the two of us took it, like being able to kind of talk through our charts and understanding different things, like things that you might not, there are certain things about people. Like if you're close with them, you might want to, you might say like, oh, I don't like this thing about them or this thing about them. But then when you take this, mm-hmm. it starts to make everything kind of like make sense. Makes like, sense. oh, yeah, this is just part of their personality. Like maybe not something that they mean harm on. It's just who they are. 
Yeah, yeah. Facts. Yeah. And, and even uh, using this, y'all, please use the official one. Use Enneagram Institute. Um, the other ones, like, I mean, I'm sure they're really helpful, but this one's just a lot more official. I paid for the yeah. test because I knew that would be the more accurate one. It's only $12, so I didn't mind paying for it. Um, but uh, I, I would highly recommend it. But on the website, you can also see like compatibility, like potential issues that you guys may have, depending on who, what else anyone else's type is it'll tell you like potential trouble spots or issues so you can mm. kind of be on the lookout for things like that yeah yeah okay ayana you you got interrupted because you were about to talk about tell us about your type mm. oh god do i have to yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you do mm-hmm. um so um fives are known as like um very independent. They're known as the loners and the misfits um, because we live a lot in our mind. Um, we are the we exemplify the basic human desire to just understand things and look at like the deeper insights about reality of what's going on. Um, typically, we're like um, really determined to just like pursue different questions and ideas that fascinate us. Um, so much so that sometimes relationships and like financial things aren't really important to us, which is, yeah, that's, that's a flaw of mine. Um, I've had to learn throughout the years to kind of be a lot better with that and uh, really value and look out for, um, you know, the relationships and people in my life. And that's where my type four wink was able to kind of like kick in and really, mm-hmm. um, be uh what's the word I'm looking for complimentary to who I basically am um let's see the downside is is uh the capacity of concentration that I have um (laughs) I can get really lost in my own mind which is why a lot of times you'll if you guys ever see me in public sometimes I'll zone out and just be staring off because I'm literally living in my mind um in my apartment, I do this a lot where I'll be standing in a, in a single spot, kind of just staring and I'm like listing or like, uh, really just imagining things. And I'll realize I've been standing there for like five minutes straight, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? But it's because mm-hmm. I like live so heavily in my brain sometimes. Um, it doesn't mean that I always want to be alone and stuff, but it just means that, uh, you know, the people that I choose have to like intellectually stimulate me and like, Sorry, Alex just turned it into you. I was like, what? Um, I just need to be with someone who intellectually stimulates me and someone that I genuinely want to share like my insights and expertise with. Um, hence me having a podcast. Um Let's see. There was something else that I thought was hilarious. Is that they also enjoy sharing their findings with others and their observations of life's contradictions and absurdities are often served up with a whimsical sense of humor. Yes, that's me. I cope with humor. Yes, that's that's definitely me. Um, Biggest, biggest flaw is uh, I have a fear of incompetency, which I've already actually said. I didn't even have to take the test to know that, but I I love that. Let's see. Relationship issues. I have those because, you know, (laughs) whenever someone else is feeling things, a lot of times I feel intruded on. I feel like my privacy and my time alone is being intruded on. If someone else has like a lot of emotional needs, I'm like, (laughs) chill, chill. And it makes me want to like withdraw. And then I have to pause and be like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Um, I have an issue with uh, rejection. uh, And that makes me retreat. 
That's a big part of my type as well. The rejection. Yeah, rejection. It's because of we live in the in the shame uh oh, shame yeah, center. Yeah. Well, my yeah. type four lives in the shame, but also uh type my type five lives in fear. So I have both fear and shame kind of ruling a lot of what I do and feel, which is very true. Dang, so um, do both of my types live in shame? Because yes. I'm a two and a four. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the reason why I'd be like <laughs> literally both of them. Um, a lot of times I can cut off contact with people or withdraw in like deep isolation. I haven't been doing that as much. I've been doing really good in the past like year, year and a half, two years. Um, but that used to be my go-to thing, like for real, for real. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much the gist of my type. Um, there are things that I, I do or feel, uh, when I'm unhealthy, it says, I don't even want to read that. Cause I feel like that's where I am. It's a little too much exposure. It just says, apparently we overcompensate by like doing different things when we're stressed. Um, I actually do the complete opposite and I shut down and I think that has more to do with my, oh, wow. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it. It says at times, usually quiet fives may become very talkative, impulsive, or flighty when they're under stress. Um, that would where is that all part of at last for you? That's you uh, all of last year. That's under the personality dynamics and variations, where oh. it says like five goes to average seven or five goes to average eight. Something something that you were talking about that also kind of resonates with mine um, is on that rejection note. Mm -hmm. um, it talks about my hidden side, like being a two yeah. and how it says, although on the surface, twos appear to feel at ease with others and to be a source of emotional substance for the people in their lives. They also That's suffer true. from well hidden feelings of rejection. Wow. Twos expect people to not want them around, and they often feel that they need to be extraordinarily kind and supportive to get people to accept and love them. This wow. is me to a T. Like they just wow. read me. That's wow. how I. Am. But and I think that that's the reason why a lot of times, like, it keeps going back to that whole like conversation about vulnerability versus transparency. Where like, mm -hmm. even if like. I'm having like a bad day or if I have emotions that I'm feeling, I won't necessarily like portray them to other people for the sake of like wanting to make other people comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I don't yeah. want to burden people with my emotions or how I might feel. So I'll just put on like the, hi, like, how's it going? Everything's good. And I'll, and I'll do this whole like damn near performance when, and then I'll go home and like cry in my bed and nobody and will know. And then we have, so we have the same thing, but except instead, what I do is I just don't say nothing at all. Just withdraw. Wow. That's crazy. While I overcompensate and I like really try to push it. Like if I feel like some form of rejection, I feel like that mm -hmm. makes me try a lot of times, like even harder to yeah. connect. And sometimes and I just and I withdraw. Wow, that's crazy. I, lo I love this thing because it really does kind of help you pinpoint like, wow, I actually really do have that habit. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know, what's weird reading this. It says under stress is when I like I'll either get really, really high strung and like I'm like super flighty and like impulsive and stuff and hyperactive. But then it mm -hmm. says when I'm like kind of in security mode, <laughs> It says, I'm a little bit more forceful with my boundaries. I'm feisty. I'm argumentative. <laughs> like, and that's so, But that's so funny, though, about you, because I always kind of deem that 
part of your like um your fire sign like because mm-hmm. you're a fire sign I've seen those two opposing sides of you where you could be either like Mm, like aloof like I'm not saying anything like I really don't care it doesn't matter and then yeah. the other side of you was like what the fuck like <laughs> hang on. it's like one of the others it's crazy how I can just be complete opposite like that mm-hmm. um it says when I'm at my healthiest though I'll just be a lot more uh kind of full of energy and like confident and just a lot more grounded courageous wise that's so interesting wow. Okay, let's talk about our wings now. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Okay. I actually like my four wing. I wish I was a four instead of a five, but it's okay. I like that I'm a wing three because I think me being a wing three really ties everything up about me because Mm -hmm. I do have this aspect of me about like the two. And then the fact that the four is my second makes a lot of sense. But me being Mm -hmm. a wing three, that is where it's like, okay. This makes sense. This makes sense. So tell me about your wing three. What is what are threes? Like what so when you see recognizing threes, read that first sentence. Threes are the achievers. Mm. So um I think that <laughs> it's so funny because I think that my four being like the second highest, like damn near tied with my number one fights against this part of me. That mm-hmm. I'm the achiever because uh, at their best, threes are interdirected, authentic, modest, admirable, well-adjusted, gracious, interested in others, and self-accepting. Um, and generally, threes you are- You have a lot of those traits. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but generally speaking, threes are effective, competent, adaptable, goal-oriented, ambitious, organized, diplomatic- charming interperformance and image conscious so some of these Mm. things are yes about me but some of the things I feel like my other pieces really just like x that out like "Eh, nope but that's why that's why I say like um your type two is like that's your dominant personality and that type three is supposed to be complimentary but yeah I mean but look at what you're capable of being yes I know and that's the part that I'm that it's it's exciting for me because to see that, okay, I can be goal oriented. I can be interdirected if I like focus. I already know that I have the ambitious thing, but it's just kind of hard for me sometimes to get like down to the nitty gritty and get super goal oriented to get the things done that I need to get done because I get yeah. so overwhelmed with all of the thoughts and the ideas that I have that I just kind of like tap out of that side. Of yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to well, see what this says. Um, um, type three exemplifies the desire to be our best self, to develop all of our potentials and to value ourselves and others. I'm like, yes, uh, three <laughs> are the stars of the personality types, people of tremendous drive, ambition and belief in themselves. Threes want to excel to be the best at whatever they do, and they are willing to put in the effort it takes to do so. Yes, I want to be the best. And that's this is the issue, though, because I get so many ideas and I don't know what part of me that comes from, but I get so many ideas that sometimes it's hard for me to center myself to, like, be masterful at something because I get another Mm -hmm. idea and then I get, like, distracted. That might just be the ADHD, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's like there's more coming to play here. There's some more things. I don't know. But yes, that, so that's my wing. And that makes a lot of sense. I think it's exciting to think about like what I can grow into and just kind of like helps me to see like, okay, like if you really center yourself and focus yourself, like you have these capabilities to do these things. Okay. Okay. So what that's about beautiful. What about your so wing? My, my wing is a uh, complete opposite of my type five. If you look at the di- diagram, you'll see that five and four aren't even connected, like not even the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because they're like extreme opposites. One's a thinker, one's a feeler. Um, and I, at first I was like, is that normal? So I looked up the, the percentage of how many, like, what's the rarest type and the rarest type is five wing four. Um, really? Yeah. Like That's there's so a small, interesting. I think it's only like 4% of the population or something. What? Um, so, but strangely enough, type fours are, are somewhat common type fives though, not as common. Um, mm. Okay, so type fours uh, exemplify the desire to just be themselves, to be uh, known for who they are, exactly who they are, and uh, know the depths of their own hearts, which is very much so the other complete opposite uh, of me, where I'm extremely aware of like my emotional state, and um, I can feel other people's uh, emotions too. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> fours are nothing if not subtle and expressive. Um, and they are able to put words to feelings and states that others may recognize, but can't express as eloquently, um, which, uh, I think is also pretty, pretty much me. Um, fours are also people who care a great deal about beauty and taste, which is why they'll be attracted. Even if they're not creatives, they'll be attracted to things like music or, um, Mm. personal styles. That's not as true as it used to be for me. I think I've, um, because I just feel so incompetent in the area. I'm just like, whatever. But growing up, I used to be very much so into like dance and music and singing um, when I was growing up. And I was in band for like eight years, um, maybe 10. Um, and I was really good at it. I should have gotten Tell everybody what you used to play. What did you play in band? I played flute and piccolo and I started to learn oboe, but uh, I didn't have enough time because it was my senior year. I feel like um, is such a fitting instrument for you because it's tiny, mm-hmm. a little tiny little thing, and it's mm-hmm. high pitched like me. Um, <laughs> okay, let's see. Above all, fours want to distinguish themselves from others. Um, they want to feel that their taste, their self expression, and their emotional depth are unique, which is very true about myself. I don't. I like to think that I'm unique, which is probably why I want to mention that. It's a rare personality type. Wow, I just noticed that. Um, Jesus. Um, because of their powerful need to see themselves as different from others, fours often end up feeling alone and misunderstood, which I've talked about growing up. I've never felt like I belonged anywhere, even amongst my own family. Um Let's see what else Uh, we have a tendency to be so different or want to have a need to be so different that we alienate ourselves, which is very much so within my five and four. Um, But in brief, uh, fours want to express themselves and their individuality to create and surround themselves with beauty, to maintain certain moods and feelings, to withdraw and protect their vulnerabilities, to take care of emotional needs before attending to anything else and to attract a rescuer who will understand them, which is probably why I'm with Alex. Because he meets that need. His personality type is very uh, complimentary to mine. Um, I'm going to have Marcus take this and he's probably going to be sick of me because I've had him take 5,000 gazillion of these. I know. 
And they do not be caring. They'd be like, what? Like, what and then it? you'll just be telling them all about like their own personality type. They're like, oh, okay, that's nice. That's kind of how I really got about telepathy. Like, that's the thing that really did it for me was telepathy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, telepathy. Um, and I, I just take Marcus's phone. I'm like, show me your stuff. And I'll just read him his forecast. I'm like, look at what it says that your weekend <laughs> is going to be like. This is good information. I know he'd be looking at you like, what? What What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Um, Okay, relationship issues that I may have. Ooh. Um, So it says fours focus a great deal on their time and attention in their relationships, which is very true of me. I get very uh, absorbed in my relationships once I get into one. But it does say we have a tendency to sometimes be self-absorbed and uninterested in other people's feelings uh, when we feel overwhelmed. Um, which <laughs> sucks when I, it's in combination with my type five, because I withdraw when I feel like there's too much expectation on me. Um, we also have a habit of idealizing our partners, um, which is also very true. I tend to put, if, if I like really respect my partner, I tend to put my partner on a pedestal, which I have to constantly check myself for because that I look at all of their traits as good and my traits as bad. Um, and so I like, yeah, so I like devalue myself and then I feel like, I don't know, I just like not like myself. Um, we're very moody, temperamental, which is, I don't like to admit, but it's kind of true. It's kind of um, true. Kind of true. Um, we typically withhold attention and affection to punish the other. I didn't know that this was an issue of mine until my marriage. Mm. And he'd be like, why are you like switching up? And I'm like, well, it's a consequence. Like I'm not doing it on purpose. Dang. Maybe I was. I don't know. Maybe you were. It's, I mean, Maybe but it's, cer- it's certain things like when you're not, when you're not healed in certain areas or like mm-hmm. you don't even recognize that it's something that you're you know, doing it. Yeah. That you're yeah. doing. It's like, what? That's why they say marriage, shoot, relationships in general are mirrors. It's a mirror. They're mirrors. Look at yourself. They're legit mirrors. Damn. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. But well, yeah, that's. I found out with my relationship stuff, uh, being a two, um, it says that their positive and helpful energy is infectious. And for this mm-hmm. reason, they are extremely des- desirable companions in friendships and romantic relationships. However, twos <laughs> struggle with the fear of abandonment and feeling oh. unappreciated by others, which can cause issues in their relationships. Oh. And, yeah, I think that that is also that it says something about that earlier on with me being a two and mm-hmm. just like that the fear of rejection and whatnot. So I'm constantly in my head like, uh, like I'm not this person's favorite or they don't really like me that much or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I could definitely see that. And I think that in, when I was unhealed with that characteristic, it caused for me to like, overcompensate in a way that can be aggravating for somebody else. Like I would really push, especially in romantic relationships, I would push it to the freaking limit. I'm like, look, we together. So we together. What's up? You going to leave me? (laughs) Crazy. They're like, yo, get this girl up out of here. She's insane. I'm fucking dead. At least you found somebody though who's complimentary you now. And it's like, who brings out the healthiest piece of you. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel not. like 
I feel like we should um, say what we look like at our best because we've been saying a lot of the negative stuff, but there's also mm-hmm. really good things about our personality types too. So okay, you go first because I don't know yet. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, you can read it. So, but I know this stuff is true. So it says at my best, fives are very high functioning. I haven't mm-hmm. gotten to that part yet, but I'll be very. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're very open minded. And because we like to understand things precisely and as a whole, um, we we have the capabilities of having very deep connection with people, but they have to like, we have to respect them basically, which is very true. Um, We combine our wisdom and perceptiveness of our mind with our hearts and our courage to really just bring something new and valuable into the world. Um, Our intellect is our strongest uh, asset. Um, we're just very good at bringing different perspectives or understanding things and, um, and putting things into words. We have a child's sense of wonder, which is what I was just talking about. I don't think I'll ever grow up for real, for real. <laughs> I'm like a kid just touching stuff and smelling stuff. And like, you put me in nature. My God, I'll just be all in the grass. and like You are like that. You're just very curious, like in I'm general, very, like whenever you yeah. go into places, you like grab things like, oh, what's this? And you look at it. <laughs> I used to get yelled at a lot as a kid. I can't stop touching stuff. Stop touching stuff. I, can like, but I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for my wing force, uh, strive to be true to themselves. So we're very authentic. We're very emotionally honest and aren't afraid to reveal ourselves and to be very vulnerable. Um, We're very self-aware and uh, introspective. So we have really good emotional strength and endurance. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're pretty highly intuitive. So, yeah, those are the the strengths of myself, which are I love. Yeah, I'm going to share mine. Okay, so healthy twos are sincere and warm hearted. immense goodwill and enormous generosity of spirit. Um, they have an extraordinary ability to feel the feelings and needs of others. And yes, that, that is me, the highly empathic, just like I can literally yes. feel other people's feelings. Um, yes. They said, but because they're so empathetic, healthy twos, no other sorrows. And this motivates them to go out of their way to help and support people, especially in times of need. Um, charitable um what else does it say they don't wait around for a loving response from people in order to feel lovable oh I haven't gotten there yet so we gotta work you'll on get that. there you'll yeah get there. um recognize their true strengths and limitations and accept them so that kind of goes to what we talked about last time like being able to just accept certain pieces of yourself and just being like yeah. you know it's okay um and what else is important here? They see dignity and humanity of people and respond to that. Um, mm-hmm. Foster independence in others, nurturing self-confidence, strength, and new skills so that people can grow on their own, which wow. I, I can see about myself. It's um, you and, and, that, and that feeling center. Your heart is your strongest asset. It's the damn heart. I just. It's beautiful, Kayla. It's beautiful. I've been feeling everything. I've got to. I've got to accept that about myself. It's Um, beautiful. Thank you. My three. I think I shared this already, but at my best, as a three wing, um, inner directed, authentic, 
uh, modest, admirable, well-adjusted, gracious, interested in others, and self-accepting. So I have, it seems like in both the two and the three category, I'm, mm-hmm. I have at my best, I'm going to be self-accepting. So we're still working on that. <laughs> um, and it just also seems like I'm a, I'm a people person more than I like to admit, because I really be like, <laughs> but I, I do when I'm around people, I'm cool. Like you will probably never know for real, mm-hmm. but it just takes so much out of me to interact with people. And I think I that that it. might be that that highly empathetic piece. It's just, it's exhausting to constantly feel other people's feelings. Plus it is because at some point you'd be drained. It's like, I need to go home. (laughs) I'm going home. Um, That's why large groups are hard for me. All those people in a room. I'd be like, I gotta go. It's too much energy in here. I gotta get out of here. I feel that. Um, Okay, last thing. I just want to read off some examples of other people who have both our wing and our mate. So I'll do my five first. So people that you guys may know who have, and this this will go to show just like how opposite my personality is. Um, I'm like a, I don't know what the fuck I am. It's confusing. Um, So personalities similar to my five. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Albert Einstein. The fuck? Um, no, that makes sense though, Ayana. That makes sense because you are intellectual, and I feel like it will make sense that Albert Einstein and you would be in the same category. Stephen Hawking. Okay, and then uh, I'll read off some of the ones in my fours, which are complete. It's all of the the fucking creatives. So it's um, Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Angelina Jolie, Judy Garland. <laughs> it's all the actors and shit. All the Billy Holiday, all oh the entertainers. God. So That's yeah, crazy. that's funny. okay. Oh, Amy Winehouse, R.I.P. Um, Amy Winehouse. Do you have mine pulled up or you want me to, t- want me to say? No, you, cause I don't have your, your thing. So I can't, I can't. See oh, it. it's on the, it's on the sheet. Yeah. It's on the sheet. It's oh. at the very bottom of, of, of each type. Who the hell? I don't even know who these people are. Read off uh, the ones that you recognize. Okay. Okay. Desmond Tutu. Who's that? <laughs> who is Desmond Tutu? I recognize the name. I know that I should know who he is to explain it. Oh, but you... Okay. okay. Eleanor Roosevelt. Monica Lewinsky. Um, <laughs> uh, Stevie Wonder. Okay. okay we're, Stevie. We're getting, a, we're getting in a good section. Um, <laughs> Paula Abdul. Hmm. And yeah, that's all I got. Somebody from Star Trek. I don't watch Star Trek, so I don't know what the hell. I'm dead. Okay. And what about, was that your for your three or your four? That was for the two. I mean, for your two or your three. Okay. That was for your two. two. Okay. Let me see if I can find that three because I didn't see it before. You know, what's funny is like, I find it hilarious that like when we take these, like my MBTI, 
also mm-hmm. mentioned that I, my my personality uh, type is similar to the same people that I've already named. So oh, really? it's, it, yeah, so it looks like this is pretty much so like my personality, no matter what test that I take. It's just that yeah. each one will tell me different things about myself. That's so interesting. Okay, so like you, like mm-hmm. what you said, the three mm-hmm. is now like all the creative people. So, <laughs> well, there's Bill Clinton. <laughs> Oh, there's uh oh no not oj simpson does the glove fit does it fit i'm a weak uh tiger woods am i on drugs i'm confused what's going on <laughs> um, okay here's some better ones uh okay. madonna whitney houston questionable no. but yes oh, uh not will smith <laughs> will smith no Whitney Houston Whitney Houston no I'm reading it Will Smith is on here too oh, the only reason why I see it is because uh type three is Alex's personality so I can see oh his yeah thing. yeah okay I have Justin Lady Gaga, Gaga. Ooh, Elvis yeah. come on Elvis Lady Gaga Taylor Swift Taylor mm-hmm. Swift actually makes sense to my personality type uh yeah. Jamie Foxx Reese Witherspoon Anne Hathaway yeah Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. Ariel says that she's concerned for me, and I am as well. So, <laughs> man, so what I read about threes is like threes, uh, threes usually obsess over certain things so much that they they could like end up addicted to like drugs or caffeine or like. Oh, I'm I'm addicted to caffeine. It, it is I. Feel like it's it's me. It's, it's me. me. I. <laughs> I literally cannot get my day started off the correct way without, without caffeine. A cup of coffee. No. no. Mm-mm. And I've just accepted it as my vice. I'm like, it's okay. It's just my it's vice. Okay. It's fine. It's okay. You you got to do what you got to do to get through the day. Okay? But I also am not the, I'm not the type of caffeine drinker that I drink multiple cups of coffee in a day. Like I will only okay. drink. I'm not okay. that. I just drink a little one. Pick me up a little. A little razzle dazzle. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well that's it. That's, fun. that's it, mm-hmm. folks. That's all. Uh, Hearing us ramble about Enneagrams. Please, y'all, take this test. I promise yeah. you it's going to be beneficial. Take we'll the leave, test. We'll leave the link of the one that we used and also some free ones if you don't want to pay for it. We'll link some of those, too, so you all yeah. can take the test. And then we can maybe talk about what y'all got in the comments. Yeah, maybe I'll go on live if somebody needs help kind of deciphering what they're thinking. Yeah, because it's a lot. It's a lot. It it's is a lot. Minute, too. <laughs> It's a lot, but once you kind of read what the Enneagram is and the basis of it, you can uh, better understand the results. Yeah. So hopefully my explanation helped once you, you guys did take the test and you guys are like reading. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I recognize some of those words. Right. All righty. Well, I guess that's all. Next time we are 110% going to do a listener submission. So. Yes. Cause I saw some really good ones, but we just are probably out of time today to be able to really like give it the full. No, attention. that's fair. We can do a whole episode if we, if we, we really could. Cause it's been a minute. So get yeah. your listener submissions in today. The link mm-hmm. is in the bio of our Instagram page. So you could just click on the link and it'll take you to the Google forms where our listener submission box is located. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you can follow us on all the socials on TikTok. We are filling the blank pod on YouTube, you can watch our lovely faces at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Please, you all like, 
comment and subscribe on there. Um, let's get the followers and the engagement up. And also when you listen to the audio, make sure you leave us a nice comment there too. On Instagram, we are fail in the blank underscore. I am it's K dot G and Ayana is Ayana dot Amore. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <gasps> <laughs>